Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. This is a Buffalo Bills team who are the hottest team in the NFL playing for their playoff lives. There are no off weeks now. This is the playoffs for us. Every game from here on out is that important. We're just focused on the Chargers right now. Interim head coach Giff Smith. Mike Danger. The Chargers give the Bills problems, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If there's anything terrifying about the Chargers is that we don't know anything about the Chargers. It might be absolutely nothing. But we've seen stranger things happen. Gene Battaglia. Who is Giff Smith? I couldn't tell you like about Giff Smith. East is stick. What if this ends up being the Giff Smith game? Like we like to name Bill's losses. Yeah. How much of a cause for concern, the unknown about the Chargers this week? None. Zero. There is no concern. The performance of James Cook, AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Go Bill. Nine to four. Nine times. Columbus victory. Oh, who cares? Amherst hockey. The Cleveland Monsters. Cleveland. Cleveland. Our coaching staff at a brawl in the union. <laughs> Love to see it. 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Welcome back to the sports bar. Feel free to pull up a stool. Join us on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line, 866-4-FAN, 866-4326 if you're so inclined. That's Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub in the new location at 135 West Commercial Street in ER, goodsmokebbq.com. We've got some takes on tap. I know we've got some people standing by in the sports bar. Yeah, let's. Uh, he's been patient. What are friends? Happy holidays, Luke. Luke in Rochester. What's going on, bud? Hey, I, well, I want to congratulate you because you're going to know the next coach of the Sabres is going to be Alpha. Um, he's been impressive on your shows. And um, I, th- I think that it's clear that Granado cannot coach. I never thought there would be a worse coach in Buffalo than McDermott, but Granado is it. Um, there's no way that Matt Ellis is going to be promoted or fired tough. Because that would be promoting an associate, which already occurred with Kruger and Granado. And Ellis is already failing badly with the power play. So um, if they get trounced by Toronto with mostly a Toronto crowd tomorrow and lose Saturday, um, I don't think Granado is going to be long for the term. And, and it's his own doing. Like, why did he bench Ryan Johnson last night? And he's benching him again tomorrow in favor of those two free agents that are boss that you guys talked about. Why are 
a proposal on Gergensen's at two and a half million each on this team when they could have had Patrick Kane for two point seven five million. Yeah, a, a known scorer. Um. No, Luke, I'm going yeah, to cut you off. Yeah, Wait, your point you, is taken. Yeah. And here's the thing. The, the one thing I, I say with Luke, Luke, Luke goes to extremes pretty quickly. Like McDermott is frustrating, but he's not a bad coach. He hasn't. Oh, you look at his body of work. He's been a good coach for the Buffalo Bills. He'll probably go down when it's all said and done. He'll be up there with Marv. It's just <laughs> he'll be viewed as if if he has a kind he of longevity. Shouldn't be. He shouldn't be because he, he hasn't be. achieved no, what Marv, Marv did. is in the Hall of Fame. Marv went to four Super Bowls. Like what McDermott and I want to just go back to this point. Everything's great right now, and you should wail on the Chargers, and you wail on the Patriots, and you should beat the Dolphins. And when it gets to the postseason, you can't wail on teams. It is not going to happen. Maybe in the first round, you're going to get close games. This is where he falls short. So until he learns a little better game management or the team learns or whatever, was was Luke the Luke had the take that the Bills should go with Joe Brady. Was that the thing? Yeah, Luke has an axe to yeah, grind. Yeah, like that's like yeah. No, look, I love it. Don't don't um you know and. I, I said this earlier, if you weren't with us, if, if the Sabres decide to, to, to make a move here, and, it, you know, selfishly, I think it's a fear, but I, I think that the favorite would be Seth Apper. I think he would get the call up, just like how Sheldon Keefe got the call up. I mean, it's, it's happened before many a times. I don't think, where I think that this team could use a real kick in the butt and bring in an old school guy like a Mike Babcock, some those guys are too toxic right now. Like, you're not going to get Joel Quenville getting cleared in time to become the next head coach of the yeah, Buffalo Yeah, and I don't Sabres. know that it works. I, I don't know that it works with this generation of player. You're not talking about a, a, a locker room of grizzled veterans. You're talking about kids. They're still kids. They're the youngest team in the NHL. They, they have the maturity of the youngest team in the NHL. And the guy that I think has the most familiarity with the majority of that roster is in Rochester. And, and Luke brought up that he's impressive with us every week when he joins us on our show. That doesn't mean anything when it, in terms of his ability to win hockey games for an organization. I mean, yes, he's well-spoken. Yes, he says the right things when he's on with us, and he's always gracious with his time, and we appreciate him, and we appreciate what he's been able to do for the Amherst and making them relevant consistently in our own community. I mean, the, the deep Calder Cup playoff runs the last few years have been a delight and something we we hadn't seen for a long, long time in Rochester. He, he came in following a tough act in Chris Taylor because really? Chris Taylor played for the team, captain of the team, one of us, made Rochester his home. I mean, it's, it's a tight-knit community. Maybe you knew his family. We, we loved him. Wait, you fired Chris Taylor? Why? Why? Oh, we were mad. Oh, we were furious. Yeah. And it had nothing to do. And then Seth comes in and, like, I'm the new guy. Let me try to win you over. And he did. Let me throw another name at you. What about a guy who went to the Stanley Cup final, but somehow he burns bright, but teams get rid of him quick. George Gallant. He's out there. Hmm. Again, I, I don't know that the old timey, old hard ass, coach hard ass routine is going to work with a locker room of kids. I'm not sure. I really don't know. Um, I, I feel like part of what, Ralph Kruger was, was that. What wasn't a good coach, wasn't a good guy, kind of a fraud. All of that being said, the 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 tough guy, I'm going to bench my superstars because they're not playing the way I want them to play. 
Yeah, all of that was like this this guy. Yeah. If so, if you bring in somebody who has that kind of mentality or tries to set that kind of tone, I don't know that it works with these guys. I really don't know. I'm I'm at a loss, and my thought is, I don't know. You don't know. The fans don't know. We're all scratching our head and saying Don Granado isn't the guy. Well, if it's not him, then who? Who can connect with this locker room? And the only guy that I can think of is the guy that's in Rochester. I don't like talking about it. I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to see that Seth Appert leave the Amherst. I don't want to see that change happen. I don't want to see Don Granato lose his job, in all honesty. I don't get the sense that he's a bad guy or a bad coach, but it's just not working right now with the Sabres. And we got takes here. We'll have some Bills uh, talk coming up here later, specifically Bills Chargers. Chris Hayry from KCAL, also the host of the Chargers Weekly Podcast on Chargers.com. Um, Danger, who is the most disappointing player in the league? And maybe I'm looking at this through a fantasy lens, but here's my vote. It's George Pickens uh, of the know. Steelers. I know. Lack of production, getting all pissy after a win. Why? Because he wasn't getting enough targets. And now comes this. When you get a chance. I know. I know exactly where you're going with this. I saw it. I I, I didn't see this on Saturday. I'm like, oh, my God. This is terrible. Go look at this play when you get a chance. First and goal against the Colts. And, you know, I watched the game, but they didn't kind of zero in on it. But people picked up on it on the all 22 and one replay. Uh, The call is Jalen Warren to run, and he's running to the outside, trying to get to the edge. And wide receivers. Hey, we don't talk about wide receivers who block. Gabe Davis. Very good. Fantastic. Steph Diggs, he puts his nose in there. Yep. Pickens doesn't want anything to do with it. Hit the sound effect, Danger. Oh, you know what this is. Yeah. When you're when you're a professional and you don't do your job. Embarrassing! He sidesteps. He puts one hand out on the corner and just wants nothing to do with it. Now, the Pittsburgh media is not going to let him get away with that. So, today he was asked about it. Rather than own up to it, he told reporters the reason was... He didn't want to get hurt. Thought he might get rolled up on sighting. Not even to play with his own team. The Tank Dell Houston injury. What is it with Steeler receivers and their behavior? Except, hey, AB actually had talent, okay? There's only one thing the Steelers must do. Cut George Pickens. Oh, come on. Cut him. What you danger? Like, is it going to get any better? You're afraid? You're afraid to block? You're afraid you're going to get hurt? Or are you just lazy and unaccountable? Either way, you're now toxic. You lost that locker room. So where do you go? Yeah, embarrassing. They're not going to cut George George Pickens. He's too good. Is he? He he is. He's really good. You can ratchet up his intensity. You can, you know, get in his face and tell him that that's not acceptable and hope that it resonates with him and it gets through to him. But we've seen enough of him as a receiver to know he can be elite going into the season. Our eyes didn't deceive us. He's made some spectacular catches. He has trash behind center. Absolute trash. I get the frustration. It's not an excuse and there's no excusing not blocking on a play the way he did. It, it is. It's, it's embarrassing. He should be ashamed. If I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm pointing that out to him and I'm trying to make him realize it's time to man up. You're a professional athlete, and you're playing for a team and for a city with a lot of pride and a lot of expectations. And that's all he's known through his collegiate and pro career. If you're George Pickens, same thing when you were at Georgia. It's not different. The only difference here is you're not going to win every week. It's the NFL, and the competition is tougher. You need to raise your game, your complete game. You can't cut him, but you can absolutely coach him up. Let's see what Mike Tomlin does.
or let's see what Mike Tomlin is moving forward. Yeah, the, the, the play didn't cost the Steelers because that was the sequence where Trubisky actually scored on fourth and goal. They reviewed it. Yes, he crossed the plane. Yeah. So that was on first. Time. Tomlin's contract, the final year of Tomlin's contract is next season. Yeah, that's he, also a topic I heard Romy not, talk about. He's it not today. getting an extension, right? Like you're not the offseason extension for Mike Tomlin probably isn't coming after this season. And you've got a big question at quarterback. I don't think Kenny Pickett's the guy. Do you think Kenny Pickett's the guy? No, Does I think any, we've seen that. Yeah. It's a bust. He's a bust. I think we all romanticized and fell in love with the idea, if you're a Steeler fan, that Kenny Pickett's a pit guy, and we can get a pit guy. It's quarter, you know, it doesn't we, matter we if he can't play. We blew this years ago with Dan Marino. We're not going to blow this now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's not working. And um, I think Pickens is a part of the problem. That attitude is a part of the problem. It's a loser's attitude. Yeah, before we got that news about uh, CBS Sports Radio, you'll get to. But I just want to pass along this update on the story out of Indy. Now, we had this yesterday. Former Buffalo Bill Isaiah McKenzie. And, like, we love Little Dirty. Yeah, he was sports. great. Yeah, he was great. But you kind of recognize that it was time to move on, right? Well, the story yesterday was... Wait a second. Isaiah McKenzie, along with Tony Brown, suspended three games, meaning the rest of the season, for conduct detrimental to the team. Well, today, both players had their lockers removed from the Colts' locker room. They're not coming back, danger, meaning if they get into the postseason, the Colts very well may. Why? What, like this, this is like the thing. What is the story here? Come on, little dirty. This can't be. I don't have little dirty cell phone number. Wish I did, mm. but I know Ty Dunn does. <laughs> All right, look, Ty Dunn reporting dirt on Sean McDermott that sells subscriptions. Reporting dirt on Little Dirty does not. Probably, yeah. Um, well, look, I I don't know what was said or what was done to warrant the suspension of not just Isaiah McKenzie, but Tony Brown as well. Um, Shane Steichen's done a nice job in his first year in Indianapolis. I mean, if you look year to year where this franchise is versus where it was last year at this time, you can't do anything but but consider Shane Steichen like most you know, the most improved franchise, maybe a coach of the year candidate. Well, it, you have to respect the fact too. Okay, they're, they're fringy players on this Colts team. Where you want to get everybody else's attention, kick them off the team. That's essentially what they did here. They they can't say they've been kicked off the team here, but conduct detrimental to the team means, all right, you're getting your paycheck, go in the corner, but we're done with you. Get out of here, and we'll get somebody else who can help us win football games. I'm wondering, God, it's it's such a salacious story that we don't have any details to. Will we ever learn what exactly it was that got Isaiah McKenzie kicked off the Colts? Forgot to shower, <laughs> gave up showering. <laughs> Do we have that story? We it's somewhere. It's yeah. somewhere. We can't. It was not take of the year this year, but from last year. Like Isaiah McKenzie with us at training camp. Like how he got the nickname Little Dirty. Yeah, I've got a lot of McKenzie audio here. Um, Do I have the Little Dirty? Mm. <laughs> Great radio as I'm looking yeah, over all no, of our I'm sorry. McKenzie. I'm putting you on the uh, spot. Yes, here. I do have it. Now, this is it's just over two minutes. This is from training camp 2022, right before his final season in Buffalo. Isaiah McKenzie telling us how his nickname of Lil Dirty came about. And maybe this is why he got booted from Indianapolis. Oh, there's a current current kind of update here when he tells a story who, you know. 
isn't Little Dirty. It's coming from Quentin Spain in 2000 and, was that 2019? Sounds right. We were in camp and we were in the locker rooms. I could practice after this. And usually I'll work out after practice. I'm starting to work out in the morning now. Yeah. But I work out after practice. And after those workouts, I'm going to nap. I'm not going to shower, right? I'm going to nap and the meetings, you know what I'm saying? I'm, <laughs> I still got the sweat on me, right? So Chris Spain's like, bro, you don't take a shower? Like, da, da, da. So he was like, yo, this is a little dirty. So we get into the season of 2020, and that's when Diggs came along, right? Yeah. And we were in a team meeting. It was COVID year, so we were in the we were outside in the team meeting, and we we're spaced out. And you know, everybody has to yell to get their their words out. So I'm McDermott asks Diggs a question, and he goes, "You want to phone a friend?" And then Diggs gets up and says, "Yeah, a little dirty." And he points at me. <laughs> Nobody knew what a little dirty was. But a couple players on the team Once he said that The staff knew The GM knew Everybody found out Oh this is the, Why y'all call him a little dirty And then I had to explain myself Right You know what I'm saying So It was funny you said that Because last night Right James Cook James Little Dirty Jr James Cook Right So Last night We were playing cards We were just having a little time And whatever We were bonding as a team yeah. And they asked James Cook No Bobby Hart Asked James Cook He's like yo You didn't shower yet Because it was after walkthroughs He was like bro I didn't feel like showering In the locker room So I'm going to shower At the dorms Guess what they Guess what they said Oh I can I feel that I understand that oh. I say I say what I had to take the I had to, <laughs> I bit the bullet For four years yeah. For four and a half years To get called a little dirty For you to tell him It's alright <laughs> I say you know what Somebody but it, it, that's, that's how it happens you know, Somebody has to take the bullet first For it to be Something t- to be appreciated Like okay yeah. I can understand that Like But you are, You ain't understand that In 2019 <laughs> Like why did it take Four years To understand that You know But I, there's a lot of guys That do it But they won't They won't be called A little dirty But I'll take the name It's fine Because I also took A little dirty And changed it to like Oh I'm also a little dirty Because I'm a grinder You know what I'm saying yeah. I had to get it out of the mud You know yeah. You know what I'm saying So I call it a little dirty So I mix it up a little bit I love it I think that, that that's what it is. He just didn't, he stopped showering, conduct, conduct detrimental to the team. Uh, a little dirty's got to go. Just does locker does, does here. James Cook shower? That's the foul question. Dude, yeah, little dirty like, junior. No, we're going to do it at the door. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. You're yeah. going to shower up at the door. Yeah, that's kind of, oh, we feel that. Great story from Isaiah McKenzie. Man, I, it, it's surprising because he's just, he comes off as such a big personality. Yeah. And, and you know, again, we don't know the story, no. but you like, I, I hope they dig that out. Um, all right. Listen, I wanted to use our time here to congratulate some guys who are very deserving of brand new roles at CBS Sports Radio. They're all friends of the sports bar. First, a guy that you'll only hear on the days when Gino and I are off, when the sports bar is closed for business. That's our pal, Zach Gelb, who's now officially handling 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. on the network moving mm-hmm. forward. And you'll hear him Sunday. Remember, he's the host of Ion Football, so when the Bills aren't playing on a Sunday, you get him going from game to game to game to game. You don't want to listen to Christmas music, Christmas no. Eve. Like kids, we're listening to football. It's right? a fantastic yeah. job. He he did nights, and you heard him every night after the sports bar from six until seven up until uh, earlier this year when they moved Maggie and Perloff to mornings. Now with Maggie Gray and Andrew Perloff uh, leaving that hole in afternoons, Zach Gelb slid into that role. He's been there in an interim role uh, since that move, and he's done a great job. And he's going to stay every afternoon from three until six on CBS Sports Radio. So again, you'll only hear Zach on the days where we're off. And you'll hear Zach, of course, as you always do on Sundays with his eye on football Uh, from six to seven after the sports bar each night. 
This is our guy, JR, JR Sport Brief. Now, JR came through Rochester a couple of years ago, stopped by. He was here physically with us in, in the studio of the sports, but I want to say this was in 2022. Yep. And, uh, and we got to meet him and you hear him. You've been hearing him late nights from, from 10 PM on, uh, on the, on the fan Rochester. He's now going to move up to the night roll. You'll hear him from six to seven before bed MGM tonight, every night here on the sports leaders are from six to seven JR sport brief. And then our buddy Bart Winkler back in a full-time role. He will be handling 10 P to two a the role or the, the slot formerly occupied by JR. He'll be on CBS sports radio late nights on the fan Rochester. I love this good things happening for good people. And what happened to Bart Winkler was that in Milwaukee, and it's a company that uh, you know we own. Our company owned this station. They got they, they shut the format down. All of a sudden, Bart's out of a job. Did he complain? No, he went to work. He went to work. He, yeah. he he started his own channel on YouTube. He kept a lot of his following there in Milwaukee because he was a morning guy in Milwaukee. You know, built up a, a following, a base. And when they asked him to fill in on CBS Sports Radio, he did what a lot of good people do: show up and say yes. Show up and say yes. Hey Bart, can you do weekends? Yes. Hey Bart, can you fill in night? Yes. Whatever you need. Yes. And we had the chance. Uh, you know, we haven't met uh, Zach face to face, but he's on been on with us multiple times. Yeah, we've te- like Zach. Their connection there is he went to Temple, Temple and he knows Deion Dawkins and Tyler Madikavich. And so when we had Tyler Madikavich, so like we've had some good interactions with Zach offline and with Bart. You got to meet him at a Saber yeah, game. He was at the Sabers game last year, the the weekend of the Packers game. He and a bunch of friends came to Buffalo for the Packers game. The Bills beat the Packers, but that was the game that everything kind of turned on its head for the Bills last year. Remember how that game. The second half of that game felt different. Yeah, they still won, but yeah, like, it was yeah. a weird, weird night. But the night before, the Sabers were playing, and I was at that game, and Bart was at that game, and uh, I, you know, I had the chance to buy Bart a drink and thank him for all the time that he gives us here in the sports bar. And uh, at the time, he was looking for work. He was he was building his his online brand, as they say, uh, with his YouTube channel, and he had just been let go from uh, mornings there in Milwaukee. But good to see. Good people landing on their feet. Good to see good people getting promoted, getting a little bit more exposure. Uh, really happy for our buddy Zach Gelb. Really, really happy for Jr. Man, Jr. If you listen to Jr., it's a different vibe, man. Jr. does sports talk radio. The, the like nobody does it the way Jr. does it, and and I dig it. I from the moment. We switched affiliation mm-hmm. from ESPN to CBS Sports Radio. JR Sport Brief, a little trivia for you, was the first show heard on the Fan Rochester. We flipped the switch from being ESPN Rochester to the Fan Rochester. And when you heard CBS Sports Radio that first night, it was JR Sports Brief. And I remember listening that night thinking, well, this cat does things. This is not a traditional sports talk show. He is he is bright well-prepared, articulate. He's got takes and he does it his way, man. It's a good show. Excited to hear that come on after us starting at six o'clock before bed MGM tonight. And really, really pumped for our buddy, um, for our, our guy, Zach Gelb and, uh, and also Bart Winkler as well. We've got uh, Chris Hayry from Los Angeles to join us. We'll learn a little bit more about the chargers. Hey, interim head coach, Easton stick fear level. You know, what's going on with the Chargers here? We'll talk to our, our, yeah, we had him on three years ago, Chris Hayry, KCAM. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. 
On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And Rochester Sports Update. Buffalo Bills running back James Cook named the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Is for his efforts against the Cowboys. Cook did not practice today. He has an illness. Bills and Chargers streaming only in the Rochester market on Peacock. We'll have the game for you, of course, on 96.5 WCMF. We'll talk about the Chargers coming up next. Chris Harey, KCAL in Los Angeles, joining us here in the Sports Bar. Hockey night tonight here in the Flower City as the Amherst hosting Cleveland. Head coach Seth Appert on the opponent. I think they're the best team in our division. Um, I think they're the have the deepest roster, the most offensive weapons, um, and so until proven otherwise, um, you know, they're right now the top team in our division. It's going to be a heck of a challenge. Don Stevens will be by at 7 o'clock with the call. Bowl season resumes tomorrow night. Syracuse in action against South Florida. Gene Battaglia in the sports leader, the fan Rochester. Pull up a stool and join us. 585-866-4FAN. 866-4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. We saw it happen to the Raiders. I mean, the, the week after McDaniels left, they were on fire. So yeah. um, we've seen it happen this year. And, uh, and so we're just going to go out and we're going we're gonna to control what we can control and understand that uh, it could be an onslaught of things we see or they could stick to a few things. Where we could, you could expect anything, but the one thing we are expecting is for them to be fired up. Bill's captain center, Mitch Morse. The Chargers will be ready Saturday night. Let's learn a little bit more about what the Chargers are in the aftermath of that embarrassing loss to the Raiders last Thursday. We welcome in Chris Harry, KCAL. Here in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia to give us the latest news and the latest headlines out of the Chargers. And Chris, it's been a crazy uh, past seven days. And I guess we can start with what Giff Smith is and who Giff Smith is. What do we know about the Chargers' new interim head coach? Well, gentlemen, good to be with you. Um, yeah, it's been a whirlwind of a week. And, uh, you know, Giff Smith is one of the best guys you'll meet in this business, uh, one of the more respected coaches in that organization he's been with the chargers dating back to 2016 so three different coaching staffs so that just kind of tells you the type of guy that he is if i'm not mistaken i I believe he was defensive line coach in buffalo at some point during his nfl career 2010 to 2012 yeah yeah so you know 
Giff is somebody that the team respects. I, I don't think that there was another selection for interim head coach, to be honest with you. You know, when, when you lose in the fashion that the Chargers did, uh, the ultimate responsibility of the interim head coach is to make sure that you play with maximum effort and you don't get embarrassed the last three weeks of the season. So I think what you're going to see on Saturday is um, a much better effort from these Chargers players going up against a, a buzzsaw right now in the Buffalo Bills. So it's not going to be easy. Obviously, uh, Justin Herbert uh, will not play and won't play for the rest of the year. Um, but yeah, I think Giff will at least maximize uh, the effort of these players. They'll play hard for him. Yeah, it, so he's in a tough spot here, Giff Smith. And I, I would imagine in a city like Los Angeles in particular, where you, you have LeBron, you have Shohei moving up, you know, and, and the idea that you, the Charger fan base must be, you know, kind of, you know, searching for a big, Big name, whether that's Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick. What, what is the likelihood uh, that the Spanos family actually uh, opens up the checkbook and brings in a big name here? It's funny. Those are like the two speculative names, right? Like, you know, Jim Harbaugh has a, a national championship to win, and Bill Belichick has to kind of play the rest of this season out. But those are the big names that you, that you hear being kind of swirled around. And I, I think that that's what this organization needs not necessarily uh, a Harbaugh or Belichick, but a head coach that has a pedigree that has a history of winning. And, you know, it's a very short list, right? That's why you keep hearing Harbaugh and Belichick, but it just go back to the last three hires. The Chargers have made with Mike McCoy and Anthony Lynn and Brandon Staley uh, guys who haven't done it before um, as a head coach. And I just think that that needs to change. Um, you know, culture is a, is a word that we use. It's, it seems cliche, but it's a real thing. Um, I think whoever the, the next coach is, is going to have to establish a culture, bring a, a culture of toughness to this team. And, um, you know, you know, a general manager too, you know, Tom Telesco, who's from, you know, the, the New York area, the upstate New York area. Um, he was, you know, the general manager here for over a decade. Uh, a new general manager is going to have uh, a lot of decisions to make. When you look at the cap numbers, guys, of Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen specifically, they're gigantic numbers. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, a couple of those guys will not be on the roster next year just because of those cap numbers. Um, so somebody to, to manage the cap and kind of retool this roster with Justin Herbert at the controls. Yeah, I actually think to myself, if you've got 42 to 45 million over the cap going into next season, you know you're going to have to make some tough decisions. Whoever comes in is going to have to decide, is it better to, to spread that pain out over a couple of years or reset, make the reset happen quickly, quickly and, and actually move on from all the names that you're mentioning and save one, and, and obviously the one that, that you, you want to be satiated and happy with his role and the one you want to get the most out of is your quarterback back in Justin Herbert and I guess that's my next question Chris is would they would they be better served with the kind of guy that we're describing or would they be better served with a guy whose primary focus is maximizing the talents of your young quarterback it's got to be both uh, it, it's got to be both I you know I, I think if you look at Justin Herbert um, he wasn't able to win the close games this year but that has not been the case you know the, the the few years before that, you know, he has won a lot of close games, game winning drives. Um, in large part, the the defense really let this team down this year. Um, one of the worst pass defenses in all of football. 
Uh, special teams, which has been historically bad for the Chargers, has been the bright spot. They've been excellent the last two years under Ryan Ficken. Um, but they have, they've not played complementary football, and that includes defense. That includes the lack of a true running game, one of the worst running attacks in football. So, yes, you want somebody to, to come in. I think that's why the name Harbaugh seems so intriguing is because tough-minded offensive guy who's always elevated the quarterback position. Um, so, that's a, again, that's a short list. But I think before you even talk about maximizing – Justin Herbert. Just keep in mind, Shane Steichen was the offensive coordinator his rookie year. One of the, you know, he. I don't think Justin had looked any better than his rookie year under Shane Steichen. So, yes, you want to you want to check that box in terms of maximizing Justin Herbert. But this is a, a team sport, and Justin Herbert's talents, I think, are going to shine with most coaches. Um, it, it's it's about kind of getting the entire team correct. Yeah, you know, the, what's interesting about Harbaugh and Belichick and, and this carousel is well, the Chargers aren't going to be the only team in the market. We kind of know this. We know Carolina's vacant. We kind of believe Washington's vacant, and Carolina has an owner that, all right, he, he might be a little crazy, but he's going to spend. And Washington, well, that guy has a new toy. Uh, I guess my question is, because you've, you've heard this from the outside, and we don't know, when, uh, you know, the, the criticism that the Chargers' ownership – doesn't pay top dollar, that they might be a little frugal when it comes to this sort of stuff. Is that is that fair, and might that cost them one of these big names? Well, John Spano spoke to the media this week, the president of football operations, and said that there uh, there's nothing that's going to stop them from winning uh, and wanting to win. So I, I, don't, I think he basically was saying that they're not going to put a cap on the amount of money it'll take to bring in the right guy for this job. But, you know, you're right. When you mention the names like Tepper, he's had so many guys cycle in and out of there, but he'll pay them a lot of money. Um, so, you know, I almost liken it to the, the Texans job when D'Amico Ryan's got it. Like it was, you know, one and done, one and done. You knew like the next guy, like he couldn't afford to do another one and done. Right. So like that job is like oddly intriguing. If you can deal with a personality like Tepper, Josh Harris, uh, he's going to kick off that, that new era of football in Washington with a big name or, 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 a, or a, a coach that you know, he'll pay top dollar for. So you know, you're right. You're competing with a lot of people. You're competing with the Raiders in your own division. And who knows how many other spots may open up around the NFL. So you have to exhaust all avenues. And you know, it, it may not just be you know, money. It could be draft capital, right? Like, if, if you have to trade for a Mike Tomlin or a Mike Vrabel or a Bill Belichick, like, I think that there are several teams in the NFL that would do that, that would give up a, a late first or an early second. So, you know, I think as far as the Chargers are concerned, they, they've said it. They're going to cast a wide net. And if that means evaluating all options, you can get creative in that. Chris, let's go back to Saturday and, and talk about who's going to be out there for the Chargers. We know you mentioned Herbert is obviously done for the rest of the year. We saw Easton Stick for the first time as a starter last week. I wanted to get your evaluation of him in a, a game that it's really unfair to evaluate anybody. It just didn't look like they came to play that day. But w- what's your take on who's going to be available for the Chargers? Who's healthy? Who's in? Who's out for this game on Saturday against the Bills? Well, we'll start with Easton Stick. And, you know, unfortunately, you look at 63-21, you're like, oh, my gosh, Stick got embarrassed. And, you know, he had those two really bad plays in the second half. But, you know, he was the least of the Chargers' problems in the first half, and they were down 42 nothing at halftime. I mean, the defense just could not get a stop. Uh, you know, fumbles, uh, 
Easton Sick, that was his first ever NFL start. I thought he settled down. Um, he threw a nice ball to Joshua Palmer. Um, you know, Keenan Allen is a name to watch, guys, uh, who did not practice, I think, yesterday. And, uh, you know, as we talk right now, I'd have to look at the injury report to see if he practiced with that heel injury. So, you know, his status, you know, obviously in question as we speak right now. Um, you know, the the running back position is interesting. You know, Austin Eckler has had a, a season low below his standards. You wonder if Isaiah Spiller, the second year back, is going to get a little bit more of a look now. Uh, as you know, obviously you try to win these games, but you're also kind of looking at the future and, and seeing, you know, who who's going to be on this roster next year. So I think you know players like Quentin Johnson, who's had a disappointing rookie season, and Isaiah Spiller, um, those are some offensive names to to kind of keep your eye on Saturday as, as weapons for Easton Stick. Obviously Joshua Palmer coming back, he was the wide receiver one uh, last year in a, uh, a lot of games when when Mike and Keenan were down. You know, defensively. You know, we, we'll see what it looks like. You know, I know that, uh, you know, there's, you know, they talked to GIF about Joey Bosa maybe trying to get back on the field this week. We'll see what happens there. Tuli Tuli Pelotu, the impressive rookie from SC. You'll see a lot of him. And then as far as the secondary is concerned, um, you know, we'll see what changes that, that are made on Saturday to try to slow this Buffalo attack where you're like, oh, shoot, we got to stop Josh Allen in this passing attack. Uh-oh, no, we got to stop James <laughs> Cook in this running attack. You don't know where to start. Yeah, Keenan Allen, by the way, uh, out of practice again today. Um, so, yeah, all sorts of problems. Uh, Chris Harey from KCAL, also uh, host of the Chargers podcast, our guest here in the sports bar. Uh, Chris, last time the Bills played on the West Coast against the Chargers, I mean, we remember this game vividly. Danger and I are looking at you like, why is McDermott going with Nathan Peterman and five interceptions in the first half? Okay, that's enough. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so like now we fast forward, and that was in the soccer stadium, and I, I guess my question is, well, how's the transition been? Now you're in this palace there, but a team that's down and out with an interim head coach. I mean, what might we expect in terms of an atmosphere? Uh, Are are, are Charger fans uh, fearing here maybe a Bills Mafia takeover coming up on Saturday? Well, I don't need to tell you guys how Bills Mafia travels anywhere in the NFL. And I I go back to opening night against the Rams with that last year. I mean, It was, you know, just I was not at that game. I, I was listening to that game and watching that game at home, and you're like, oh, my gosh, Bill's Mafia has come correct here in September. So, you know, I, I'll say this. I think, you know, I think the Chargers get a little bit of a, a bad rap when it comes to, like, talking about the fans and stuff because the exact same thing happens with the Rams when the 49ers come to town or the Steelers come to town or the Raiders come to town. Whenever you play in Las Vegas and Los Angeles, guess what? The opposing team's fans are going to want to come there and watch and enjoy a game, right? So, like, the Chargers have had some really good crowds over the past couple of years at SoFi Stadium, a lot of big Charger crowds, but it's just natural. When you have team fan bases that travel – they're going to show up because it's a big place and they're going to want to pay top dollar to watch their team. So I imagine, you know, with the Chargers season kind of all but over, you know, uh, those who, who uh, bought tickets from Western New York to LA are going to enjoy a, a, you know, a Bills crowd and, you know, we'll see if the Chargers can show up. And I, I know that the Chargers fans that'll be there will be rooting on this squad. And uh, what has been a very strange year, guys. I mean, I, I don't think, I've ever seen 
anything like Thursday and to, to kind of fast forward where we are now and um, the expectations that were kind of put on this team. And when this schedule came out, I mean, I'm sure you guys circle, wow, Chargers, Bills, yeah. right before Christmas Eve. Like this game could be for playoff positioning or a playoff preview. And that's what everybody was thinking, including Peacock. That's why they have it on the streaming only, you know. So um, obviously a much different game and uh, – you know, the, the Bills are, are kind of fighting for their playoff lives right now. So we we, we saw the line get as, as wide as, as Bills by two touchdowns, Chris. And I'm, I'm curious if you think that the, the Chargers show up in a way that at least makes it respectable and close. Or do you think that this goes away? I think a lot of people think it's going to go, given the Bills and what they were able to just do at home against Dallas. Do they just go in there and wipe the floor with the backup quarterback and, and a roster that's just beat up? being led by an interim head coach? It's a great question. Um, I, I tell you this, I, I did not expect the Raiders to hang 42 points on this Chargers team because you know every game that the Chargers have played this year, and it's almost like you know it, it built up, right? It built up like each three-point loss kind of built up and built up, and then it just busted open and, you know, it, the, the blowout on Thursday night. I don't know what to expect. I know when you don't have Justin Herbert, that doesn't help your cause. Um, but I, I will say this. I think the team will play hard. Um, you know, as far as how many points and what the point differential will be, I have no idea. Um, but it's just, I think it's, it's natural to assume that, you know, Josh Allen and company are going to go in there knowing that if they lose to the Chargers with an interim head coach and a backup quarterback, that doesn't bode well for their playoff uh, hopes, right? And, uh, you know, I think the Chargers, they, they want to put on a good showing for Giffen Company and the fans that are going to be there. So, um, I, you know, I, I wish I could give you a, a crystal ball, man. I have no idea. After Thursday, I'm like, <laughs> what are we even doing at this point? Like, <laughs> I, I, in, in what world would the Las Vegas Raiders score 63 points? The franchise record, mind you, a franchise record for points allowed for the Chargers a week after the Raiders score zero points to the Minnesota Vikings. That's the NFL. Yeah, it's, um, my gosh, I can only imagine Al looking down from above. And, and my last question, it's actually kind of a fun question because Charger history. Like, I think most of us here in Western York could say the best you know, fight song or celebration song is the shout song in Buffalo. But... I'll tell you, I, growing up, I always loved the San Diego Superchargers with you know Dan Fouts, Chuck Muncy, <laughs> did, you know Wenzel. Did, did they update the version of that song, or will, like did that just kind of get left behind in San Diego? It has not been updated. I think it was left behind, and I I agree with you. That was you know that was just an iconic song, and probably should just be left in San Diego, right? Um, but uh, yeah, you know, as far as those traditions are concerned, and. You know, things change, and I, I, I'm hoping, what I'm hoping, guys, is that this Chargers team can kind of really reset here with a new era of football, knowing that you have your franchise. Like, that's half the battle. Like, yeah. like once you know you got your guy, um, you're going to be in most games, and, and that was the case every single game, save for the, the last two for the Chargers season this year. Um, so hopefully uh, some new traditions uh maybe uh, an updated fight song and, uh, and an established head coach to boot. <laughs> Chris, uh, tell us about the pod and where we can get some more uh, of your work here leading up to Saturday's kickoff. 
I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I, you know, been doing charges weekly since they moved up from San Diego in 2017. Uh, my co-host is Matt Money Smith, the voice of the Chargers, the best. And uh, we, we tape every Thursday morning, and it, it goes into your uh, your subscription, whether you get it anywhere you get your podcast. Um, so we will tape tomorrow morning. We will preview this game against Buffalo, uh, kind of rehash the last week uh, that was, and, and I'm sure fans are very intrigued as to what's going to happen next with this franchise. And we'll We'll do our best to kind of pick up the pieces from uh, Las Vegas and, and push it forward these next three games. I'm jealous of Matt Money Smith's voice. I mean, he has the perfect voice. No, Money's a like, radio yeah, guy, yeah. man. It's we like, love yeah. Money Smith. Think, hey, how do you think I feel? How do you think I feel? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll be looking out for that, Chris, and really appreciate you giving us some time. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your holiday, and we'll talk again soon, bud. Appreciate you guys. Take care. Yeah, you're Chris Harry. Uh, that's Chargers Weekly, the podcast, and, and Matt Money Smith. He's a sports talk guy. Petros and Money. Remember Petros and Money yeah. from back in the yeah, day? Yeah, they were like on Fox Sports, and then when they moved up the throughway, throughway. What do we call it? I'm using New York lingo. Freeway. Mm. Yeah, that's when they made the change. It was actually Josh Lewin, the ex Red Wing guy, who was he was doing Mets radio in San Diego Chargers football. And at the same time, Lamets and uh, San Diego were both like, yeah, no, we're not going to continue to yeah. do this bi-coastal thing. Yeah, and that old Petros and Money show, I think it's still on in Los Angeles. It's it's a very Los Angeles-centric show, mm-hmm. but wildly entertaining. Those guys are, are fantastic, and Money is that. He's got the nickname for a reason. Money started, uh, notably, at K-Rock Odyssey Sister Station. Oh, there you go. The alternative station there. I'm a big believer in getting people in the right seat of the bus as the bus is moving forward. You know, he started working at alternative radio, but had a passion for sports and found his way on a sports talk. He's kind of look at his his path. And I look at mine and I'm like, oh, all that's missing for me is that cush play-by-play gig that he's got there in Southern California. You know, if we get a soccer team again, I would, you know, campaign for you to be that voice. Oh, if, uh, like that would be Oh, uh, my takeaway uh, from that conversation. They sound like a mess, don't they? It sounds like I, I like how are they going to win this? Game? You can't even give a blueprint here. And when you read about Keenan Allen, like, yeah, is Keenan Allen really going to get on the field here? No, I, I, I you know, if I'm him, I'm like, let if me they get- lose on Saturday, if the Bills lose on Saturday to this team, are we doing an emergency show? On uh, on Christmas Day, are we doing an emergency show? <laughs> Christmas, Day. Christmas Eve, are we coming in and doing an emergency show? Are we opening after hours? I look, I would say yes, but part of me thinks this is the 2023 Buffalo Bills where expect the unexpected. They're not going to lose this game. They're not going to lose this game. I hope you're right. Um, now, do they cover? Mm, yeah, it's a lot of points. Uh, appreciate Chris Harry stopping by the sports bar and sharing some of his knowledge on the Chargers with us here on the fan Rochester's. We get ready for Bills Chargers, the Peacock only game coming up here Saturday night. You can hear the action on our Odyssey sister station, 96.5 WCMF. We get the happy hour next in the sports bar. Is there anything to be happy about if you're a Sabres fan? We're not going to go back down yeah, that road. Yeah, I don't think. I, but we can play some of the nominees for tomorrow. Now, tomorrow, ah. last show of the year, yes. where we do our takes of the year. And who is going to win it this year? It's our collection of audio. Some things you forgot about. Like, you had that earlier. Like, the, the ow, ow. Yeah, Something John like that Sterling. happened this year. Yeah, uh, that was from earlier this year. Also, a take of the year nominee. Well, we have a second here. Who can forget... From October, 
Steve Smith absolutely eviscerating Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy. I called out to him because uh, on my podcast, Cut To It, I just talked about guys that maybe have not um, showed up in a way or in a manner. And so the word that I've used uh, to describe him in the past was a jag, just a guy. And so when I saw him, he's playing well. I wanted to say to him face-to-face, like, hey, I know I said some things in the past, I probably shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to say to him. His response, Mike Rob and Bucky, was ninja. Ninja? Yes, I'm using the word ninja. That's I'm just using the word ninja. I don't mess with you. And it was a, it was a curse word. And so I was like, all right, and then he repeated it. So I'll say it again. I'm sorry that I said you were a jag, just a guy who's an average wide receiver that you use a first-round pick on that isn't doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple of years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89, I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver that they eventually will move on. And when teams call me and asking, should they trade for you? I will say, no, don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically, can he be a wide receiver? He could be a wide receiver. He's a tier three. Go back into the studio. I'm done now. Thank you. He literally <laughs> dropped the mic after. <laughs> and then these Garofalo's looking at him like, it just didn't know what was coming. Yeah. Didn't know that yeah. that take was coming. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, from that moment on, they started winning games. <laughs> like that was the Thursday night Kansas City Denver game. Mm-hmm. Um, before the Thursday night Kansas City Denver game in October, Kansas City won that. Yep. But, but afterward, yeah. yes. But Denver has you know has become a story, and they're a thing, and they're in playoff position. And Jerry Judy's not lighting it up. Cortland Sutton has been pretty remarkable this season, but Jerry Judy uh, at that moment was still just a guy. Steve Smith pointing it out. That is why he is a take of the year nominee. We'll run through a few more take of the year nominees coming up here in happy hour. And of course we'll unveil our take of the year during our final show of 2023 tomorrow afternoon here on the sports bar danger and Bataglia on the fan. You're listening to the sports bar with danger and Bataglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 